What's going on, everybody? This is Jeff Hillen with Selling Stories, where we discuss the struggles, successes, and life lessons learned through sales and in sales. I know I have. My guest today, Alex Sheridan with Impacts Marketing, is a professional content creator, and we're happy to have him here today to share some stories and uh, some suggestions because there's still a lot of people out there that aren't doing any social media. Talk to my listeners about your decision to make that first video, what was going on in your head, and also some of the results from doing it and what's transpired from there. My journey began on YouTube and it was, I would say it was roughly around 2015, somewhere around there. And I made 12 videos on YouTube, didn't know what the hell I was doing, didn't have a strategy, got made fun of it a little bit for it, didn't see any results. And so I just quit. I was like, I didn't go into it a long-term mindset. I was like, oh, this just isn't working out. I'm going to go back to cold calling and emailing. Mm -hmm. So I quit making videos for three or four years. And then finally in 2019, I was like, man, I was in B2B sales. I was cold calling. I was emailing. I was knocking on doors. And I was like, man, prospects are harder to get a hold of than they ever have been before. And then when COVID happened, no one was even in the office anymore. So what I realized is I got on LinkedIn and I was like, wait a second, I can actually connect and have conversations with prospects and customers here. I can send video DMs. I can make videos for the feed and basically get in front of my customers or prospects, unlike I was ever able to do before. So in 2019, I really got serious with it in 2020, especially. And that's really what started my video journey. And I started learning that, that instead of always having to be the hunter, I was becoming the hunted. Mm-hmm. Through, vid- through video content, because I was basically presenting this, the problem that my customers were faced with. And I was creating a, an awareness and a demand to solve the problem. And then I was educating them on how to solve that problem. And so customers started coming to me versus me having to reach out to them. And that was like, whoa, yeah, that's so a totally good. I mean, different you, game. You, man. Yeah. So you, you mentioned on YouTube, it kind of it fizzled and failed and you gave up. Now your second go at it, what was your mindset going into this saying, all right, Again, COVID changed some perspectives. It wasn't as easy to get in front of people like it used to be. So how did you have your mindset different going into the second round of this through LinkedIn? And no, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep going. And what were some of the results you had on your first videos there? Either I make this work or I die. That was, my, that was honestly my mentality, man. When you got no plan B and you're all in on plan A, and I'm not saying you need to be reckless, right? Like when I was, I had my full-time job and I wanted to leave that full-time job to go all in on my business, my side hustle, my entrepreneurship. And the same thing happened with video, right? I decided in 2019, I was like, I'm going all in. I'm not going to create a few videos and then fizzle out or, oh, it doesn't work. This sucks. No one liked my videos. Oh, entrepreneurship is hard. I better quit. I was like, dude, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to figure this video content thing out and I'm going to make it work and I'm going to use it to build my brand and attract customers. I'm going to be able to quit my job one day, which I did a lot faster than I actually thought I would. And I'm going to build this business from scratch. So when your yeah. mindset is, I either make this work or I die, you find a way to make things happen and you got to put yourself out there. And yes, you're going to fail in the beginning. You're going to make mistakes in the beginning. It's going to feel very uncomfortable in the beginning, whether it's entrepreneurship or creating videos. But guess what? That uncomfortability, that's a sign that you're growing. That means some shit's about to happen. Just yeah. like they say, when you pull that arrow back on a bow, it's like the hardest part is like right when you're getting ready to release that thing. So oftentimes people quit when it gets tough, when it gets challenging, and then they don't even know they were, man, maybe one month away or two Mm -hmm. weeks away from that arrow getting released and their entire business or life changing. And I see, I've followed Alex for a while and you get a lot of comments, a lot of shares. Now you're 
absolutely one of the experts in the space and you started maybe a little earlier than some other people. So you were one of the pioneers in doing it. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that don't like rejection and sales. That's part of the DNA of what we have to get over. But in this space, it's a little bit different. Rejection couldn't, maybe isn't, I don't agree with you. It's crickets. It's not getting any likes, not getting any comments. So if you can go back to when you started, what advice do you have for the people out there that maybe aren't doing it yet, they're thinking about doing it, or this episode is going to push them to do it, and they don't get the response they think they should based on thinking, this content's great. Why does nobody care? Why does anybody like it? What would you say to that? The first thing you've got to understand is that you can't go into it thinking this is a short-term game, right? If you're going into it like, all right, I'm going to create five videos or 10 videos, and I hope some of those miraculously blow up and I become this famous content creator overnight. Yeah it ain't going to happen. You know what I mean? So say, Hey, I'm going to post 50 videos or a hundred videos. And with each video, I'm going to get better every single time. I'm going to learn some things. I'm going to study. I'm going to watch what other creators do and what works and what doesn't work. That has to be the mindset coming into video content creation. Secondly, I would say there's, there's a secret to creating great video content. And it's really three things. Number one, it's understanding who you're creating the content for. So it's mm -hmm. understanding your audience. If I know, if I, if we both have the same audience and I know their pain points and their desires and their fears and their insecurities and really what gets them hung up and really what they want and how they think about things and what language they use, that's going to give me a hell of a better start than someone that's, yeah, I think I want to talk to this audience or this group of people, but I really don't understand them at a deep level. Yeah. The second, the number two, the second part of this is the actual message that you deliver. So what is the message, right? Are you talking about the right things? Are you only doing how-to videos instead of unlocking a mindset shift for a customer? So if I'm only talking about, how, here's how you make better videos. Here's how you make better videos. Here's how you do this. Here's how you build out a strategy. There might be a lot of my customers out there that don't even realize they need video content in their business. So I need to create that why content too, because that unlocks that, wait a second. Oh my gosh, I'm missing out on this opportunity. I could be getting yeah. a different, a totally different ROI. I'm, I'm, it's costing me by not making videos. So I have that going in the feed. And then I also have the, once they understand that, I have the how-to content to help them solve that problem. So I make the problem aware. I make them aware of the problem and then I help them solve the problem. And then the number three, the third part of this real quickly is just, yeah. the third part is just delivery. So it mixing up how you deliver your content. So adding emotion in your videos, adding potentially some humor, storytelling, making sure you got a hook in the first couple of seconds. So you could have the greatest message ever. You can know your customer like anyone else, but then you deliver a message and it falls flat because you didn't understand the fundamentals of creating video content. Can you give an example of either maybe one idea or concept you came up with and how it resonated with an intended audience just to connect that dot with somebody? So if you're sitting here today and going, all right, I'm going to make a video to connect with a certain buyer or a certain prospect, what type of information are you having them understand to try to solve? So can you walk through that just as an example for somebody? Yeah, there's a ton of examples, but one of one that comes to my mind is I created this edutainment skit video series and it was called How Companies Think Content Works. And I basically took all the silly things that I hear on discovery calls and on customer calls when people yeah. are like, what's the ROI of the four videos that you did? And I'm thinking, dude, an ROI on four videos that you're going to post in social media? That's ridiculous. That's not <laughs> even the right mind. Like you're not even, you're not going to go anywhere because you don't even have the right mindset coming in. Or yeah. I would just hear things like, we need to make our videos more polished. They need to be more professional. We need a company logo in the video. No, you don't because it's gonna, <laughs> that video is going to tank. Nobody wants to see your company logos in the videos. I'm sorry. Definitely not on social media. 
So I would take all these things that I was learning and I was getting inside the head of my buyer and I understood this is how they're thinking about things, but it's completely wrong. And so hmm. let me just poke fun in a little bit of this. And I created this character that was like the CEO or the founder that would say those things. He'd be like, we need more logos. We need a ROI on the first three videos. And then I'd have the marketer be the other person in the video. And I'd have him be like, hey man, that's not how it works. Like, <laughs> this is what we need to be doing instead. And so I call that method the poke the bear method where you're making, you're poking fun at some of the silly things that your prospects might do. So I love that. you figure those out and then address them in the video. But yeah, there's a ton of different ways that, that you can break it down. You can start off a video by just addressing a very big concern that they might have. Hey, you want to create a lot of great quality video content that converts, but you're worried you might not have the time to do it. You're a busy executive. You're a busy founder. Here's what to do. Let me show you the behind the scenes. Boom. And I'll say, hey, here's how I make all these videos. And it doesn't take a lot of my time. And then I show them the equipment. I show them behind the scenes. And so that's another example, right? Like hurting back. A ton of ways to do it. I love it. And I haven't been doing this nearly as long as you. I started doing my own content, doing this podcast this calendar year. And one thing I recognized from the beginning is, why am I doing this? And it's to try to solve problems like you alluded to. And I have a certain end user base that I'm trying to do it for. I don't need a million likes. I don't need 10 million followers to do that. I have a certain niche of end users that would be valuable for me to connect with, like you mentioned. So if I go back to my sales prospecting you know, toolbox, how many calls would I make in a day? 20, 50, 100, depending on the industry you're in. This allows me to connect with possibly a couple thousand or more than that, depending on my connections on LinkedIn. So if I think through that strategy and say, hey, I just had 5,000 people see this video at some point, how many calls would I have to make to have 5,000 people be relevant, end user buyers, vetted prospect type scenarios? So I think people want to see, again, something go viral, right? Everybody wants to go viral. But the fact is, if everybody that's seeing your video go viral is never going to buy something from you, is it truly that valuable? Or is it just more reflective of wanting people to like what you're putting out? And I think I wanted your opinion on that to see how you conceptualize that topic. Yeah, I would say on social media, you don't want attention. You want intentional attention. So it's important to just, just like you said, like I want to be, I should be crafting messages that are really resonating with my specific audience. I shouldn't be figuring out ways to just go viral right now. Yeah. In the best case scenario, you, you can go like mini viral or viral as you're delivering your message, right? And so maybe that's starting off a little more broad with the message or the hook. And then bring it in and narrow. So you're casting a larger net, you're bringing more people in, and then you narrow your message down, right? Maybe it's adding in some edutainment in there. So it gets a lot of people that maybe wouldn't have watched that video, but now since it's entertaining and fun and there's some humor, they're now watching the video. But yeah. absolutely, you have to, don't focus on virality. Focus on creating amazing video content or content in general for your customers that is, yes, unlocking a problem that they maybe don't know they have. It's making them aware of certain opportunities. And then certainly on the back end, it's how to execute and take advantage of those opportunities and get results. So I'm in, I'm now listening to the first part of this podcast. I'm like, Alex, I get it. I need to do this. I need to start creating content for people to see the type of stuff that I do, the type of problems I solve. What would your recommendation be for the initial action steps for somebody to take? What would that look like? It depends on if it's individual company, all that stuff. But I would say okay. as a if you want to go a little bit tactical here, I would think about what are, write down the top five to 10 things that you, you think your customers struggle with, maybe the opportunities that they don't know exist that you solve for, maybe how-to strategies, right? How to execute a game plan on X, Y, and Z that you are an expert in. Just write down common questions that they have, right? What do they always mm -hmm. ask in prospecting calls? What do they not understand that you do that they would want to learn and be curious about? And so you write down those five to 10, and then you're going to create 
some video content from it. And if you think about all you need from a technology standpoint is your smartphone. Like good news for everyone that wants to create video content right now. All you need is your smartphone (laughs) and maybe a wireless mic, right? Like a simple lapel mic or a stationary mic. And if you want to upgrade, certainly you can, but you don't need to start that way. So it's like a tripod, a smartphone and a wireless mic and some good ideas and thoughts and perspectives and unique opinions that are unique to you and not just vanilla sharing what everyone else is sharing. Take a stance, stand up for something that you believe in and you've got yourself some video content. Awesome. I know I wanted to tell my situation because again, when I started doing this and I looked at LinkedIn, I was waking up some mornings being like, Jeff, what can you possibly say today that's going to reflect on some of the topics you want to address and talk about? So I think coming up with a content strategy calendar is important for people to understand. One thing that helped me was I make Sunday mornings my day to pre-plan and record or put messaging out just because that works for me. And I don't have to think like Tuesday at 6 a.m., like what kind of sales topic do I want to talk about today to impact the people I'm trying to impact? Is that something that you've learned or you demonstrate to your clients? Hey, this doesn't have to be an everyday like magic light bulb moment. And what would your suggestion be for people out there? Absolutely, man. Like I would say that you have to have a content workflow process and system. If you don't, it's going to be really tough to stay consistent over time and over time, months and years, right? So anyone that's doing this for a long time, like they have a workflow. So for me, it's like I create content. First of all, you're creating content all the time. Right now I'm creating content, right? We're recording this. We'll I'm chop it up. Like we'll have content. Sure. You're having a conversation with your customer or prospect. Record it. You're creating content, right? You're on stage. You're in an event. You're on a whatever you're at. There's opportunities yeah. for you to technically, and you're not even creating. You're more of just documenting the content and getting it down. But for me, it's like I have every Wednesday is my content creation day. So okay. I'll, and I, and I'm doing YouTube videos, long form. I'm doing short form videos. I'm doing picture posts. I'm doing a lot of content these days, newsletter, the blog. But for me, Wednesday is my day where I don't typically take any meetings. It's blocked off. And I record some short form videos. I record my long form and then I create my copy for the next week's videos. Yeah. Literally, Nick, I cannot, Jeff, wanted to call Nick. Literally, I could, Jeff, I could not post content or not create a video for the next two months and I would still have plenty of content to post. So ideally over time, you're building up that kind of content bank. So you're not like, oh, I got a video I got to post for Monday. Constantly chasing. Yeah, constantly chasing. Yeah, dude, you don't want to be in that spot. In the beginning, I was in that spot for the first probably six to 12 months, to be honest. (laughs) And then I graduated where now it's, I got automation, I got processes, I got a Trello account, I got people. It's, you graduate to different levels where you can make better content faster and now you've got more of it. And you, you definitely provide some great tips all the time. And you, some of the things you cover are AI assistant tools to help with some of those challenges that people like myself that don't have maybe the technical background that others do or can't afford to hire freelancers or other people at their organization to do that content. So I would say people need to look at that, like follow Alex, because you provide some really good tools. Is there one that sticks out to you that you're like, man, I couldn't imagine doing what I do with video content without having this tool today? ChatGPT is a really helpful helpful one for me personally. I think one of the best ways to use ChatGPT, I'll give you two really great ways to use ChatGPT to create content. One, from a content ideation standpoint, if someone's like, I'm not really sure what to talk about or what this or what that, if they're struggling to come up with topics or a content calendar, go to ChatGPT, give it nice context, give it some prompt it, right? So be like, hey, I'm in sales and I'm trying to target this person in this industry. I sell X, Y, and Z. I really want to share my unique perspective around these three things, right? And share what those are. So for me, it might be like, 
LinkedIn, LinkedIn marketing, video content, edutainment, let's say, or marketing, whatever it might be. Give it as much context as you possibly can. This is my audience. This is how they think. And I want to focus around stories. I want to focus on personal journeys. I want to focus on why content, like unlocking those moments and making the problem visible. And I want to focus on how to content. Mix all that in and then say, hey, write me a 30 day content calendar based on what I just gave you and write it in columns like you would break it down for a calendar. And dude, ChatGPT will spit you out a nice content calendar. Now, will you use every video? And you could even take it one step further and say, hey, for every idea, give me a hook as a first line for a video. And I want that hook to create a curiosity gap and I want it to have X, Y, and Z. And you can even give some frameworks for the hook. And then it'll give you the content calendar and then it'll give you a hook for every single idea that you have. So that's, and again, you'll use some, you won't use some, you'll mix some, but it's going to give you a hell of a head start, man, if you're struggling. The thing I use it for every single week is when we create our long form videos for YouTube and our website, I transcribe the video using Descript, which is an AI Mm -hmm. video editing uh, software. I use it myself. Yeah, it transcribes it in a matter of a minute, super quick. And then we basically take the transcription. And again, we use a really detailed prompt. We put it in ChatGPT and that creates a blog post creates a newsletter and potentially creates LinkedIn text posts and whatever else. So yeah, yeah, just that's probably an hour or two of my time that it would have taken from my time. And now it's just done with AI. So that's, those are a couple of use cases right there. No, that's great. And part of the, some of the things that I found truly are from your free information that you're giving out to people. So again, I'm an absolute great subscriber of yours because what you do for people is give them insights into things that most people probably like yourself think is this is a no brainer, but you think back to a couple of years ago and it wasn't a no brainer stuff you learned through trials and tribulations and challenges. And you figured out like, Hey, there's gotta be a better way to do this. It's taking way too much of my time. Now, the cool thing is AI is moving at such a pace. The conversation we're having today, three months from now, we're probably going to look back and be like, can you imagine what it was like to use the stuff we were using back then? So you constantly have to keep educating yourself if you're interested in this stuff and following people like you that have a heads up on some of the stuff that's out there. So awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Yeah. And I think that's one of the curses of knowing a lot about your subject. Like you just said, you think your content's not valuable because you understand it at a deep level. And you don't see, it's like incremental growth that you have over the years. You almost don't see it because you're in it every single day. So when you're Mm -hmm. sharing something, you're like, yeah, I think everyone knows this, but they don't. They probably don't. And even if they know a little bit about it, you chances are you have a unique perspective or point of view that is different than a lot of other people. And so you're sharing that. So people get hung up and they get stuck in their own mind. Like, oh, my content's not that valuable because everyone should know this, but they don't know it because they don't live it every single day. Now, what's interesting is you go back and I can go back now and look four years ago to when I posted my first few videos and I can go, holy cow, if I knew what I knew now, back then, I'd be dangerous. You know what I mean? (laughs) I I could have expedited my results by 10x or more. So I got to put myself in the position of that's where people are starting, Alex. That's where people are starting four years ago. So don't think of you now where you got all this built out and a lot of things. Think of you four years ago. One video that you posted somewhat recently, it said, if I was going to start from zero, what would I do? And I'm going to put that as a tag to this podcast because I really think it resonates with the attendee audience of most people are starting from zero. They may have a few connections on LinkedIn. But one thing I wanted to highlight in the community that, that I'm in, which is material handling, building warehouse supplies, and in sales, do you agree that if you're going to start somewhere, start on LinkedIn? And how would you suggest focusing on that before maybe going out to other platforms like Instagram or TikTok if you don't have a, a marketing team that can hit all of those buttons? If you're more solo entrepreneur or small company, would that is that what you would suggest? And if I'm wrong, please tell me. 
For sure, man. If I was starting my LinkedIn profile from zero today, I would do a couple of quick things right away. One, I'd go on, I'd get Sales Navigator and I'd figure out where are, are my customers on the platform? And if so, are they active? And if so, where are they? And what are they doing? And what type of content do they consume? I'd really get that information and study that. Assuming that they are there and that you found mm -hmm. them and located them and they're somewhat active, perfect. Now you've got the opportunity. And I think the organic reach on LinkedIn is still the best out of any social media platform, in my opinion, hands down. Yeah. TikTok was like giving it a run for a while, but I think it's really slowed down. And I think LinkedIn's still pretty good. Yeah. So I would start there and I would build out a social selling strategy, Jeff, first. So I would go in there and say, all right, like I use the core four strategy, which I teach in that YouTube video if I started LinkedIn from zero. Yep. But I, it's basically at a high level, it's search, engage, connect, and message. I would start winning or booking meetings at minimum in the first couple of weeks of being on a LinkedIn platform. So I'd start doing that immediately. And then really quickly at the same time, I would update my LinkedIn profile, make sure I got a good picture, good banner. My messaging is clear. I've got good pass to conversion. I'm taking people to the places that I want to take them. I've got some social proof, testimonials, recommendations. And then I'd start simultaneously creating good content that those same people I'm connecting with and engaging with would care about, would resonate with, would go, wow, that's a really great point. I've never heard something like that before. Let me talk to this person. So I'd start with like the prospecting, social selling, connecting, build out the profile, and then get to creating content and phew, you're going to be rolling. Yeah, it's great. And the other thing I just want to add to that is after doing more consistent content over the last year, which again, it's, I'm not somebody that likes to put the camera on myself and do it. I do it because I'm helping others and looking to solve problems like you alluded to. One thing that will pop up, which has happened to me, which I didn't really think about was people start looking at you for things you didn't really think you were a master of. So people, because I'm putting videos out there, oh, you're a uh, unbelievable marketer and creator of content. I'm like, I have an accounting degree and I'm in sales. I have no technological background in marketing, but people were thinking of me that just because I'm putting stuff out there. And I wanted to see what your thoughts are. Like if you, if people walk through that first action step, do you agree that people are going to be start being thought of in ways that maybe they didn't even envision themselves just by putting themselves out there and being vulnerable? I'd say a couple things on from that. One, if people are consistently coming to you for certain things that you don't do, there could be a misalignment in the content and the messaging and the brand. Okay. Potent potentially, but not always. Sure. Like it is common when I work with customers, like it's common. They could be in leadership and software and technology, staffing and recruiting. And then people will come to them just because they're posting videos and say, Hey, you're really good at this video thing. Can you teach me how to? It's like, I don't yeah. do that. So there is that because what's happening is like the bar is so low in most industries in terms of content. Yeah. So it's if you're even posting two to three videos a week, like you are already here. There's 900 million people on LinkedIn and two to 3% of those people post weekly, wow. post content weekly. So it's people like- need to hear that. Even, Think about yeah, that. You set yourself apart just by doing, but thank you. Just yeah. by doing it. And I'd say like most people are going to get into text and pictures because that's easy and you can hide behind your keyboard and all that kind mm -hmm. It's fine. Like that's fine to do. There's nothing wrong with that stuff. But the people that are willing to be bold and put themselves out there on camera, on video, mm -hmm. they're going to put themselves in the top 1%. Because again, out of the 2 to 3% that are posting content weekly, very few of those people are consistently posting videos and really sure. sticking with it. So yeah, you're going to instantly be in a different stratosphere than anybody else in your industry just by posting good quality content consistently. Yeah. So I wanted to ask for people that are hearing this, you're like, dude, I got to follow this guy. I need to learn more about it. Impacts marketing. Like, who would you say is your ideal customer for people that want to learn more about what you or what you do or your business does? Companies 5 million to 50 million in revenue and their customers are active on LinkedIn or somewhat active on LinkedIn. That's our sweet spot. And they believe in video. They believe in content. They're in it for the long term. That's sweet spot.
Excellent. And best way to reach you is you holler back on LinkedIn if somebody reaches out. Yeah, for sure, man. Might take me a couple of days or so, depending on the week or the, the day. But yeah, LinkedIn DMs, email. I'm on TikTok. I'm on YouTube. YouTube is great for the in-depth uh, videos. If you want yeah. like a mini course for free, go sure. to my YouTube channel. You will not be disappointed. Excellent, dude. This conversation was fantastic. I know anybody that listens to it is going to be like, why did you wait so long to connect with Alex? Because he's an important guy and it was hard to get in contact with him because he's got big stuff he's doing. So I really appreciate you taking the time to do this, man. Unbelievable. And I know people are going to love the content. I'm going to continue to follow you and look to see what's next. Thanks for having me on, Jeff. I appreciate it, man. All right, guys. This is Jeff with Alex Selling Stories. Everybody, make it a great day.